0: Welcome to Wake Up with Dr Douglas James Cartrell. Your source for helpful information, advice, and tips to live your life in a mindful way in this increasingly chaotic world. For over four decades, Dr. Douglas has been teaching people how to develop their intuition and live their lives in a conscious way. His news and views of the world tomorrow today are always informative and revealing. To learn more about Dr. Douglas, be sure to visit his website, douglasjamescottrell.com, where you can download self-help exercises you can do right in the comfort of your own home. And now here's your host, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell.
1: Hi, my name is Douglas James Cottrell, and you're in The Wake Up with my good friend and co-host, uh, Les Hubert. Uh, welcome to the show, Les. Uh, how are things going tonight?
2: Oh, Thank you for having me, Doug, as always. Uh, doing well? Well, we know that about the conscious mind, the subconscious and the superconscious mind, and you've coined the term the middle mind. What exactly do these different minds do? What are they for? And specifically, the middle mind.
1: Well, the middle mind is a term I coined a few years ago. Um, I'm one of those people who don't like terms. Um, When you say something, whatever term you put on someone or something, then the person that's listening to that evaluates that term from their perspective. From their historical point of view, or what what they seem to, to know about it. So when we say subconscious mind, people say, "Oh, that's a a mind that you know you can put somebody in hypnosis and they can bark like a dog," and uh, or it's a mind that seems to uh, uh, be able to recall license plates when somebody's under hypnosis. And the word hypnosis starts to get involved too much. And then this idea that, yeah, ha, we know what the subconscious mind is, it's something that's like a tape recorder, and that's it. Well, how could we possibly know what the subconscious mind is as a conscious uh, sentient being? We have to get into the subconscious mind, and for short periods of time in quantum meditation or hypnosis and other forms of subduing the conscious self, uh, we can peer into that subconscious mind. but how many people listening to this podcast can hold up their hand and say, "I know exactly where the limits are. You know we're on this side of the threshold, we step through, we now have gone from the from the subconscious mind into whatever else other mind. Well, we can't do that. We don't know because we're stuck here in the world in a conscious world of duality. So comprehending another mind such as the subconscious mind, well, We can get glimpses of it, but it's hard to figure it out. I mean, it's hard to know what it is. Although many people, Freud and Jung and other people uh, who have studied the the sub-minds, I'm just coining that phrase today, sub-minds, the minds below consciousness, maybe they're the above minds, but that's an argument point. So here we are. If we look to the subconscious mind and we know it's kind of robotic, like in hypnosis when people respond? What about that other mind, that spiritual or soul mind? Where does that come from? And if the soul inhabits the physical body, then how can it be part of the subconscious mind or the conscious mind? Is it not its own distinct, separate, sentient self? Okay, we're starting to get complicated, aren't
0: we? People talk
1: about meditation, Meditation means above attention. Okay, so we have how many different kinds of meditation out there? Well, I'm not going to get into, into naming them, but there are many. I coined the phrase quantum meditation for my technique. Okay, is one technique better than another? No. Is one technique the all, know all, and end all of meditation? No. So where do we go? Well, we go to some place where thought is created, where there's a knowledge and an understanding. And even further into that knowing is the ability for the mind to peer into the future, to see what's going to happen in the future, more exactly observe and to some degree, know what's going to happen in the future, to be receptive and perceptive of the future. Okay, so what should we call that? All right, so all that I put together, I wrap it up and uh, there is a real name for it in the in the east the eastern religions it's called shamanti mind and I may have already mispronounced that for the for the specialists I please forgive me but I've called it the shamanti mind which means this mind that is aware. It's just aware. Okay. And it has basically two functions, although this is not limiting them to two functions. One is that it can simply be as it is, in a static state, and it's happy to be like that. Forever, it'll just be in a static state of awareness. And then there's the other part, which responds to questions. It is a giver of information. And it's quite happy to do that, to answer questions on all sorts of topics, to answer any question that is ever asked, because believe it or not, there are no questions that cannot be answered. There are only questions in which the answers aren't known. But somewhere in all of the consciousness of the world and outside of the world, there is someone who has an answer to that question, and if we put all the people in the world that we had, like this Google search of all the people's minds in the world, more than likely, every single question that we as human beings could come up to ask or inquire about, there would be an answer given or knowledge. I'm constantly amazed of things I see um, on videos or you know TikTok, YouTube, etc where people are demonstrating things. And I go, I I never knew that, but there it is, a complete answer and somebody actually following along with that, let's say that uh, bit of information in a useful way. Okay, so enough said about that. So back to why do I call it the middle mind? Because somewhere in that array of thought, there is a consciousness and I like to call it the middle mind the term I came up with. Where is it? It's kind of in the middle of all things. If you drew a circle, and then you drew circles within the circle, you could draw a whole bunch of circles. You could even draw a circle at the center of the circle. Sounds complicated, but it's not. It's the idea that in the middle of all those conscious, thoughts, ideas, and minds. There is the essence of who or what you are. You're an entity, a combination of minds. So what is the middle mind? Well, let's just say it's that state of awareness. It's that place where thought comes from and where thought goes and where thought is remembered. Okay, so my friends who are listening to this podcast, wake up. Where does thought come from? Where does it go after you think it? And what do you do when you have a whole bunch of thoughts together? You have a train of thoughts. Where do they go? Wake up. We don't really know, and you know it doesn't really matter. That moment of awareness is what we're seeking. So the middle mind is as you can see a very simple term that describes a very complicated. Let's call it group of minds or consciousness or awareness. It's kind of like a gang of minds, if you will. It's a well. Let's just call it what it is. It's kind of like the uh, the cloud out there, you know. In the computer language, it's the cloud. All the information is stored up there. And if you happen to get on the right computer and connect to the cloud, you can get any information you want. You can download that information and answer the question. Here you are sitting in front of your computer asking one question at a time. And that's another thing to remember. We are in a rational state of mind as we're going through our intellect. We contemplate, we attempt to deduct things we use our logical mind you know there's there's that intellectual you know memory and knowledge well those are all things that are created in the conscious mind but when you ask your computer a question do you know how it gets that answer do you know where it goes no you don't all you care about is the answer pops up on the screen that's what the middle mind is like the answer pops up on the screen of your inner mind. You know, that mind that you can see pictures in your mind? You know, when I say ice cube, do you see an ice cube in your mind? Sure. Okay, why did you do that? I didn't tell you to do that, but why did you see that ice cube? Because I said a word, and your mind, if you've been listening to my conversations, you've been seeing all kinds of pictures in your mind. When I said ice cube, up that... Out from the depths of thought popped an ice cube. Now, some of you would have seen a little teeny tiny ice cube that you put in a drink. Others would have seen the ice block that you put in a refrigerator back in the old days. Or many of you would have seen crushed ice or you might've gone to the Arctic and seen a great big mountain of ice or an iceberg. That's your mind. And that's how you answered that question or more exactly that's how your mind provided an answer when I said ice cube. But that even wasn't a question. It was a statement so there is evidence that your mind is able to provide information or answers without any provocation with any uh, any grunting and groaning you know and perspiration on your brow and you know sharpening your pencils down to the nub that instantly provided an answer and that's what gives me hope because of my experience and my researches in the past that anyone in a state of relaxation or meditation, can get answers from some place. And we're not gonna say where it is, other than we can call it the Akashic Field, the Akashic Records, the Storehouse of All Knowledge, you know, the, the Great Library, the Tree of Life. We can give it names, all kinds of names. But does it matter? No. Icebox. Oh. Now I'm seeing a mechanical thing where you put ice in it, or we're seeing a cardboard box with ice in it, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Oh, now it's melting, oh my God. So as we continue saying words, you wanna say to that mind, shut up, stop it, oh my God. No, it won't, it cannot. If you're a seeker, my friends, you're in the wake up. And as you wake up, you cannot turn off this gift, this ability to reach out with your mind, and they get answers. And that's why things occur to you out of the blue. Oh my God, why did I think of that? Oh, I just, the word just came to my mind. I got the answer for that. Oh, I have to call home right away. I don't know why, but I feel urgency. I have to call home. That's called awareness. And when you're aware, you're aware in 360 degrees horizontally and 360 degrees vertically. You're aware in all directions, all the time. And that's where the middle mind comes from. It's the navigator.
2: We'll be right back after this brief message.
0: Why'd we stop? I've been driving for 6 hours Your turn behind the wheel. Now? But I'm at the part in the New Earth book where Dr. Cottrell explains all the changes. Weren't you just reading his Secrets of Life book? (sighs) I was done with that one hours ago. Are all those books in the back seat from Dr. Cottrell? Yeah. With his closing out sale going on, it was the perfect opportunity to stock up on reading material for our trip. All his books, 50% off at DouglasJamesCottrellStore.com. He's retiring, so it's last chance or no chance. Did you get his New Age Health Guide, too? Yep right here. Good. My turn to read.
2: Welcome back with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. One of my clients, he's uh, he's retired now. He was a life coach. And he said, you know, when it comes down to the essence of a human being, he asked me, he said, what do you think you are? And I said, I don't understand the question. He said, well, what do you think you are in the most basic sense? I said, I have no idea. And he said, Well, basically, you are awareness and you have some choice. And then I came across this wonderful saying by I think it was Max Planck, who was a quantum physicist. And he said, You know, they believe that we are, there is one basic mind, as you mentioned, the cloud. There's one basic massive mind, and we are all interfacing with it in our own way, shape, or form. And it's almost like we're all different forms of stained glass, depending upon our level of enlightenment, we allow certain light through us. Uh, but the question is uh, that comes to mind, Doug, is soul the same as mind or do we, are, are we souls who possess mind? Or I'm not I'm sure I understand that.
1: Is the body the same as brain? No. Why not?
2: And yet some, and yet some would say yes. Because
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. the body and the brain are the same kind of part of the same you know, being. Oh, it's different parts, but... I mean, physicality, part. yeah, yeah. Right, physicality. So yeah. The same, the soul is an independent thing. It's a, uh, let's say it's a spark of light, and inside that spark of light is a knowledge that's infinite. Okay? And here we have a body, and inside the body is knowledge that's finite. And that's a difference. So the soul is from my understanding, it's a thing. It's the essence of who you are. It's that awareness of yourself as an individual. And here's the kicker. It's an awareness that you're an individual attempting to find a way to be aware of being a part of all, to lose your individuality. Like a drop, looking for the ocean, and when the drop finds the ocean, knowing when you jump in the ocean as that drop, you will be no more a drop, but you will become part of the ocean. That is the essence of the soul's mission to become fully aware, self-realized, to be one with god as we attempt to become one with each other it's like a bunch of drops all looking for the same motion and with some intrepidation and hesitation we wait you go first no no you go first <laughs> you go first and tell me what it's like um no if we go into the ocean and we become part of the ocean we're not drops anymore we can't talk to you anymore
2: oh my god Ah. Uh, okay So basically, our evolution is to lose all individuality? Of course. Because
1: in the beginning, we were a mass. We weren't an individual soul. Only when we were given free will and free choice. That's when we separated from God, committing the original sin, meaning the mistake. And what was that? that we wanted to find out what it was like to be an individual. So God said, Okie dokie. You leave here. It's like the kids getting the keys to the car. Papa just bought him a brand new car and he said, here's the keys. Oh my God, I can't wait to leave town. Can't wait to leave my family, leave town, leave my state. Okay. You got the keys. It's yours to do whatever you like. You can go anywhere throughout the whole cosmos. But here's the kicker. You have to find your own way back. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) And so as we took the car and we zoomed off for our honeymoon of uh, lust and freedom and individualism and to be a sentient being, because we left home, right? which was perfect. And now we're out on our own. The arrogance of every soul is that it thought it could do it on its own and it got into trouble. And so now we're looking to get back home. Okay, when you get back home, you'll have one final decision. To go back in the mass and become part of it or to with hesitation shiver out there in the cold <laughs> all by yourself. And that's why people are, what can we say? They are inspired to become illuminated. They do many things to become enlightened. They want to come close to God. They want to be with God, not to realize that all scripture says you want to become part of God. And when you become part of God, you don't be yourself anymore. And so that's the thing. So, all those people in a big rush to get to heaven, you know, to to cuddle up to, you know, the saints and uh, and to be welcome into the lap of God Almighty, just remember it's like a drop streaming down the local creek, heading for the lake, and the lake draining into the ocean. Sooner or later you're going to come to that point where you'll be swallowed up into the greater consciousness. Of course, think about it, you'll know everything. You'll be part of everything. You'll be home, which is where you came from in the first place. You'll have found your way back to the ocean, the ocean of unconditional love. And the price you pay is that you will no longer exist as you are now. Okay, my friends, until next time, uh, may you enjoy all aspects of God, health, wealth, and peace of mind.
0: Thank you very much for listening to Wake Up. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And we'd greatly appreciate your review of our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to let others know about the great content we're producing. For more about Dr. Douglas's self-development classes, books, and other related products, please visit his website, douglasjamescartrell.com. Until next time, we wish you all of God's blessings, health, wealth, and peace of mind.